0: We're going to talk today uh, just about um, not feigning, staying strong and just different things like that. But in Luke 18, and we've talked about this quite a bit, but you remember the parable that Jesus gave of the woman who went to the uh, unjust judge and she was begging him to avenge her of her adversaries. The judge consistently kept telling her, ignored her, just, you know, she was saying, when are you going to avenge my adversaries? And she kept going before him, knock, 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 she'd say something, and he would not respond. She would go away, and she'd come back, and she'd go away, and she'd come back, and she went away, and she'd come back. So finally, the judge, you know, he ignored her, and ignored her, and ignored her, but he finally understood that this lady is not going to stop. And so he told her this. And you go on into um, 18.1 it says men the Bible tells us that men ought always to pray and not to faint or lose heart but he, she would not stop going before him and so he told her um, that he would avenge them you know go on and leave me alone basically and so that tells us that in, in our life that we are to be persistent you know, if we know that there's something maybe that God's promised us or just that there's a desire of our heart unless we know it's just not the will of God we can continue to go before him and ask and, and be persistent uh, because he eventually he knew that she was not going to stop asking that she was not going to leave him alone he was not going to get any rest until he gave her the request of her heart and so am I on your lesson okay well you well you was you was looking funny at me so well that's okay Maybe we have that persistent heart that God wants us to have. But anyway, the general meaning of fainting in the spiritual sense means to become faint-hearted or to lose heart or to feel a sense of despair like there's no no hope. But how many know that with God, we have God, we're never without hope, never. We don't, we, and if we find ourselves going into that Type of despair, then we've got to shake ourselves because we know that we serve the One that's in control, that does all things well, and that He cares for us, and that He's not going to let us slip through His fingers. That's for certain. So don't give in to doubt, don't give in to fear or unbelief, discouragement, like I said, despair, uh, depression, anything like that that tries to to attach itself to you. Get that off because. God says, I give you peace and joy and contentment and encouragement and strength. So the idea, again, of becoming faint means to relax. That, that's, that could be the idea of that. To loosen up or just to loose altogether. So I'll, listen, I like this um, analogy here. This It says, the ancient idea here is to loosen the string on a bow and once it's loosened, you may, you may still have the bow, you have everything still there attached and everything, but there's no strength there to use the bow as it should be used. There's no strength there to shoot the arrows. So it's of no good, right? If you loosen the strings, then it's of no, you're, just, you're just holding a bow. But it can't accomplish what it's made to do. So they have to be tightened and they have to be um, for what they're supposed to do. It can also hold the idea of being small-souled, meaning weak in your mind. And what does the Bible tell us about our mind? That He gave us a a sound mind that, you know, we're not given to, and and I don't, don't, I mean, I understand. I know everybody goes through places where sometimes we feel like, you know, we're, we're just wearing out, but God will give us strength. He promises that He does. He is our strength, and His joy is our strength. And so even though you may not feel happy, you can still have joy in your heart, and that will give you the strength to walk through things. Um, So it can be that being small-minded or having a weakness in your mind. When individuals become weary and faithless, they lose their desire to fight a lot of times, especially in a crisis, maybe overwhelmed. But that's the very time that we've got to try to fight, right? Um, for sure. If you don't, you drop your hands. You know, just like you, you watch somebody, and I, I don't care about boxing or anything, but I have watched a few of them. As a matter of fact, it bothers me. I just, I, I think it don't make sense to me that two people get in a ring and beat the fire out of each other. I don't, I don't see the sport in that at all. I think it's ignorant. But if one of them are standing there like this, The other one's going to pound him, right? He's just making fun of me this morning. Y'all going to have to move. You're going to have to move him off this front seat because he's hindering my spirit. <laughs> what? What did I say? I did too. Okay. I mean, you picture that. Someone in a boxing ring, and they just walk around with their arms down like that. They're going to get pounced. They're going to get beat. And it won't take too long either. Galatians 6, 9 says, Paul Paul writes this, And let us not grow weary or be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if... Those two little letters there make a big word. If we faint not, we will. He said, Don't let us grow weary in doing well. But in due season, as as the time approaches, time will come, that you're going to reap if you faint not, but if you faint, or if you give up, or you quit, you lose the fight, lose out on you know you begin to loosen up and relax and 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 drop the ball and just quit, you won't reap for what you've sowed for. So you can become weary in war. You know we our soldiers, they that's why they have to in boot camp. And such as that, I said, why you know, they are so rough on our soldiers. You know, I can't, I can't hardly watch those kind of shows either because they bother me. Because I know they're true for one thing, that they're rough on them. They push them and push them and push them. And they, they make them go through such uh, horrendous strengthening exercises that I think I think that's ridiculous to put our boys through that. But what they're doing is preparing them for out there, the time of war. That they're going to be out in in the um, elements out in the weather out and maybe they might even be captured by the enemy and they've got to have strength of mind they've got to have physical strength emotional strength they've got to be able to endure or they're they're uh, headed for trouble so not you know a physical war but also spiritual war because we do you know we are in a battle we have personal struggles you can be dealing with a failing relationship or physical illness or whatever, and it's understandable, see, to become to try your know, weariness wants to set in uh, because we get physically weary even, and sometimes when you're physically weary, it wears on you a little bit spiritually too. But how? I mean, it says that we can grow weary in doing well because you can try, you can do, and you can give, and you can give, and you can give. Until finally, you know, there, I remember there's been times that I've thought, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm, You know, I've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and they've resisted and they don't care and blah, blah, blah and I'm just not going to pray anymore. I'm, I'm going to focus my prayer somewhere else. And then conviction hit my heart because what if you don't pray for them? Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to war. Somebody's got to fight a good fight. But doing good should release, should release joy and peace, not weariness. But you can, have, you can even get weary in ministering and, like I said, doing good. We have to guard against that. Um, our daily lives are somewhat demanding. Everybody can say amen. It seems like the, the more we go, the more demanding they get. Um, sometimes we take that on ourselves because we can't. You know, we, we, we overextend. And, but something but it's hard not to, though. Um, and the spirit of fainting and becoming weary and well-doing will lead to weariness. And then weariness can invite into your lives a spirit of weakness and discouragement even. And so, like I said, we have to, we have to kind of guard against that and watch that. Proverbs thir- Proverbs thirteen twelve says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. The Hebrew word, yeah, hope, deferred, or hope, when you look at the word um, deferred there, it means delayed, to delay or to prolong or to draw something out for a long time. And so hope that, that seems like it's just not there can cause your heart to be feel sick because it gives you that um, what's-the-use feeling. But see, again, as children of God, we're never there, truly. If we're walking with the Lord, if we're in step with Him, if we're in right standing with the Lord, if we're seeking to do His will, then we our hope is in Him. And so that's never a waste of time. That's never, never should our heart feel sick or or without hope or or like it's not ever going to come. We sometimes, you know, we've prayed and we've prayed and we pray, and sometimes we even forget. No, really? yes, but there's a difference they can't being discouraged. Be a having despair, being in despair. Yes, that's a lot of difference. Everybody walks through uh discouragement sometimes, everybody and everybody walks through s- places of weariness. Yep. We do because we are, we are physical bodies, we are flesh and blood, and we do you know, we our mind wars against our spirit, our flesh wars against the spirit. And so it is, there's okay. where but you got to watch and not let that come in and overtake you. That's what I'm saying. And, and because it will... Right. I'm not going to try. Yeah. Yes. That's what I hope deferred is. When you feel like that, it makes the heart sick. Because it's looking and saying... There's there's no no way for it to happen. There's no use. It's a useless feeling. And like I said, children of God, that's not us. Because He is our source of everything we need. Um, like we, we're referring back to the woman in the parable. She was persistent. She was consistent. She cried out to the judge. So she wasn't just knocking on the door. She wasn't just going where he was at. But she was crying out. When are you going to avenge me of my adversaries? And she'd go back and she would cry out. So there's something here about crying out too. That there's going to be times that you're going to have to cry out from your heart. Watch, watch your heart's desire? What do you need from the Lord? She wanted him to avenge her of her adversary. The Greek word for avenge means to vindicate or to retaliate or to punish. She wanted them to get what they deserved. I can't do it, but when are you gonna do it for me? Are you gonna do it for me? She was asking him to vindicate um, her and punish them, to bring you know, justice for her. Later the judge finally stated that he would avenge her in verse five, if you look there in, in uh, chapter 18, verse five. Christ said this, he said, "'And shall not God avenge his own elect?' Which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. I want to look at it from another direction. <coughs> what if her adversary had maybe received judgment from this judge in favor of the adversary, maybe falsely accused, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe she had lost the and before. we've all been there before too, hadn't we? And she goes back. Yeah. Change what has happened. Yeah. You can do that. You have the power to do that. Yeah. And, uh, sometimes we get not see that other that other side. Yes. Of point. Yes. But he said that. That's what Christ said, kind of referring to that. He said, "Will God not um, avenge His own elect that okay. cry to Him day and night?" He says, I and he says, even though he bears along with him, he says, I tell you he will. Um, the Greek word again here for avenge is P-O-I-E-O. And it's a wide variety of applications, including to make or to do. To make or to do. Christ is saying that God will make justice happen or he will move, he will move on your behalf when you cry out to Him. And you may have to cry out and cry out and cry out. Be persistent, consistent and persistent. Continue to cry out to the Lord. And He will make a way for you. He'll overcome. The Bible says He has overcome the world and He gives us, because He has, we can, we do, if we stay with Him. He will overcome your adversary. So this indicates this parable kind of indicates that a person crying out again and again, that to the attention of the judge. So what does it mean to cry out to the Lord? Crying or crying out are found in various forms all through the Bible. About 100 it says 199 times, with references. All there's scripture after scripture after scripture. I listed Exodus 14:10. Exodus 15.25, Exodus 17.4, and it just goes on and on and on about how people have cried out, and we're going to cover some of that here in just a second, to the Lord for various reasons. Um, Here's three good examples to cry out to the Lord because of danger, because of grief or anguish. You know, you're in need. Maybe you're crying out for... uh, you, you find out that your kids are maybe in danger and you're crying out to the Lord. He could just wake you up. It's happened to people before where he's woke you up out of a sleep. Pray for this person right now. And you feel that. And so you cry out to the Lord. Peter, when he began to sink, this is Matthew 14, 30. You know, he said, Lord, if that's you, Jesus walking on the water, if that's you, let me come to you. You know, just excited and everything. And he said, come. And Peter stepped out and was doing the miraculous, walking on the water, doing what nobody else had ever done except Jesus. But he was stepping on the water, and it was solid under his feet, and he was walking. But all of a sudden, he looked around, and he saw everything was rough, and the waves were boisterous and rough, and the the winds were blowing and everything. And he saw, hey, there's a storm going on here, and how can I do this? This is impossible. So see how quickly... His faith changed right there. And the Bible says when Peter began sinking in the sea, what did he do? He he cried out. He was sinking, but he cried out saying, "Lord, save me." What what was it he needed? He needed the Lord to reach down and catch hold of him so that he didn't drown there. So he cried out. When there's a you not have the opportunity to see that in the jesus show at grants missouri it's powerful awesome whole scene of the empire it's when his hand comes up and jesus goes down yeah yeah you see him going going down going down going down all of a sudden that hand comes up out of that water it's awesome and jesus just this is the way they reach and gets the wouldn't let me do pyro after but but i think we could do water i think we could do water Sister, we may have to vamp it back up again, you know. Scale it down, but vamp it up. Get it going here. I would like to see how you would plan to do the water. He's got it churning. He's got it churning, I'm telling you. When a large multitude of people began to cry out in unity, lifting up their voices as in the case with Israel when they saw Pharaoh's army rumbling toward their direction at the Red Sea, Exodus 14, 10. Their unified crying out sent the rod of Moses. Let's turn over there real quick. He's got, well, he's got it pulled up. I'll just look at this. When Pharaoh drew nigh and the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. They were sore afraid and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Together. All of them were crying out, Lord, you got to do something. you got to do something. We, Here we are, the Red Sea's ahead of us, and our enemies coming up on behind us. And they're not happy. They're coming to kill us or to take us back. The least, they was going to take them back um, in bondage again. But they unified, and they cried out to the Lord. And I, I like the way this words it. It says they're unified crying out. So there's power and unity in there. I remember somebody saying one time, you don't have to pray for revival so much as you pray for unity. Because when we walk through those doors and we're in one mind and one accord and we're about the master's business, he's going to meet us. He's going to meet us. And, you know, we, we've got the spirit of revival. We've just got to l- let it loose. Huh? Yeah, yeah. But well, we, want, we want the Lord to move and we want souls coming in saved. But these people were unified and they were all crying out for the same thing. Lord, you've got to do something. And it says they're unified, crying out, sent the rod in Moses' hand over the water and it opened the path of escape for that entire nation. All those people. And I was looking up, I was reading where I'd, I'd done a lesson before where it talked about when he, when God opened that Red sea it talked about how that there were 5,000 people across going across there because there was millions I guess of them I don't know how many but they were cross going through there can you imagine it it wasn't like just a little single aisle here that God opened up and they were trying to run through there they was they were hurrying all right with all their stuff but they were It was a vast opening there with no mud, no mud. And they safely got to the other side. And when Pharaoh's army started through, God let the water go. And of course, we know the thing, what happened there is he drowned them. When a person cries out for help and assistance, so we can cry out because of grief or danger or anguish or a need, we can cry out because we need God's uh, intervention. We can cry out for help and assistance, or it could be as a warning. Um, like during Christ's ministry, it was common for the sick to hear that Christ was near them, and suddenly cry out with a loud voice to get His attention, now, drawing attention to their affliction. Look at this in Mark 9. Mark nine, and we're going to read twenty four through twenty seven. Straightway the father of the child cried out. First, Jesus had this man had asked him. He said um, that he had a son that would throw himself into the water a lot of times, would throw himself into the fire to destroy him. But he he said, I, you know, I what I need help with this son of mine. So he had a spirit of um, suicide on him, sounds to me like. And he said, oftentimes this is what he does. Please have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can believe, this is verse 23, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe Help thou my unbelief. I do believe, but I I don't understand totally. I I'm struggling to believe. Please help my unbelief. And um, Jesus did. He intervened there for that man. And so not just that, but you know the story of blind Bartimaeus. Heard that Jesus was going to pass by. He didn't couldn't see, so he didn't know how close he was. But when he could hear the crowd begin to to get closer, that's got to be him coming. And he began to cry out, Lord, save me, Son of, Son of God, please save me, Son of David, have mercy on me. And they'd say, shh, leave him alone, be quiet. You know, he was just a beggar sitting on the side there, begging alms and trying, you know, leave him alone. You need to be quiet. And he would cry louder, Son of David, have mercy on me, hush, Son of David. You know, the more they'd hush him, the louder he'd get. And the more the devil tells you to be quiet, the louder you need to cry out. The more he tries to tell you to hush, press all the more. Press through all the more. And Jesus, it did just what it was supposed to do. It got his attention. They were hushing him. Everybody else around was telling Barnabas, you need to be quiet. Leave Jesus alone. He don't have time for you and everything. They'll tell him what they were saying to him. But Jesus had time, and he stopped, and he said, what do you want? What is it you need? I want to see And he healed his blind eyes. Time and time and time again, they would cry out to Jesus. And he would hear their cry. And he would take care. A picture of a person yelling. This is what it it says in the English we say to cry out. We picture a person yelling at the top of their lungs with a very loud voice. And you can cry out physically with, with your voice. Your heart can cry out. There's, you know sometimes you may be in a place where you can't pray loud but your heart can cry out in tune with the Lord isn't that awesome that he is a spirit you are a spirit and we can we can cry out to the Lord in any kind of situation Uh, yes yes he did we became a living soul yes yes And I, you know, I felt that one time we were were having to talk or go pray for someone that was kind of unresponsive. They was at that point in their life where they weren't able to respond back. But I remember as we prayed for them, I thought, that spirit is not in the same condition that physical body's in. I don't believe. So I, I, as we were praying with this person, over this person, I believe It was a divine appointment, and God reached into that spirit. And and He can make that spirit respond whenever the body even Mm -hmm. couldn't. I believe that, because He's ever reaching for that soul. Yes, that they can still hear and things like that. The New Testament, the different Greek words translated as cried, um, and they all have different unique emphasis. We're going to talk about that there. At times when men cried out to be healed... Mm -hmm. The word, is the word KRAZO, K-R-A-Z-O, which means to croak. That don't mean like croak. It means like to croak it out, you know, to say it out. Or to scream or to shriek or to call out loud. And like I said, this was done to get Christ's attention many times when he was coming past. At the cross, and I think this is precious, at the cross, Christ, Christ himself cried out. This word is in A sorry. A-N-A-B-O-A-O. These are words I can't pronounce, but Rick's over there pronouncing them for me, but I can't say these. But this is when Christ cried out on the cross, referring to a shout for help in a troublesome situation. When he cried out in Matthew 27, 46, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? was crying out out of his his heart. There, huh? Yeah. Yes. Why? If uh, right there, he is. Yes. He's not hearing anything, but we know. Yeah. Where well, you thank God? Where are you? Yeah in my situation. Rest assured he's there. He's there. Always. Always there. He may be quiet for the moment but he's watching and he's taking care. Just like he took care of Jesus. Another time on the cross when Christ cried out the word there is P-H-O-N-E-O that's used and it means to cry aloud, to call, to send for or to summon. That's Luke twenty three forty six. When he said, "Into thy hands, I commend my spirit," he cried out to the Lord. There, yes. Each human, you know, were created, body, soul, and spirit. We all are. We all have those three. We're made up that way. Like you said, that's the way he made us. He said He formed man from the dust. You know, he had made all this creation. He had spoke things into crea- creation. You know, let there be light. Let there be water. Let, you know, and He separated things. And He made the fish. And He made the birds. And He made the creeping things. And He made the animals. And He made everything. And He was happy. But He still longed for that one that could fellowship with Him. To be close to Him. To, yeah. Man He created. Yes. Yes, yes. Out of dirt just took and began to gather up the dirt and formed it in his own image. But what made it finally finished it was when he breathed the breath of life into that nostrils. And then man became a living soul. Body, he created him out of the desert earth, made his body Soul and spirit, we have our uh, emotions. We're created that way, you know. Sometimes we, you know, people feel like I can't cry, I can't do this, I can't show that. And I, yeah, we're created like that. I believe our God's an emotional God that He feels these things, and that's what He put in us, similar to Him, the likeness of Him. Yes, your your liveliness and everything, but your soul is your emotions and all this kind of stuff. It, it's a good study. It's a good study. A cry from the body is often a result of physical pain. A cry um, at a, for a loss or whatever. It might many times reveals the agony of the human soul. Um, and you cry out for relief there. In Romans 8:26, Paul identified um, kind of a form of communication. He called it groanings which cannot be uttered. And I've been there before. I don't, I don't know if you ever have been there where when you pray, you couldn't even get words out. Maybe you were in such turmoil. There was such turmoil going on. And I. it was a, a time in, in our life that's when his mom was in the hospital, and I had just got word pretty much that she was not going to live. And, um, just a lot of things going on. I was trying to take care of the church here. I was trying to take care of our business. I was involved with a, another business, a new thing that we was trying to do that seemed, it, it, when I prayed about it, it seemed like a, a answer to prayer. He had been gone for, for months. We had never been apart like that. I was trying to deal. My kids were getting ready to start back to school. There was just so, so, so much going on. And like I said, it was at the time in our business when... Um, It was starting to kind of wane, and just just a lot of things going on, and I I was struggling. I was physically exhausted. Uh, I was emotionally distraught. I really was, and um, this I had a person that was just bringing extra turmoil on my life, just and. Wouldn't give me any rest. It was just a lot. It was just it's a big. It was just a big, big deal, and I remember coming into church one night, and I all I could I was just I had just I didn't know what else to do. I just didn't know what else to do, and I come to the front and I just laid down, and I I I couldn't hardly even cry. I was crying, but it just come out with a uh, it's uh, kind of like that, just a a guttural groaning, weeping. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I I, I just needed relief, and um, there was, didn't appear to be any insight. I'm like, what are we going to do? You know, we just lost Jay. We're fixing to lose Joe, you know, and Rick was there, and I'm having to deal with all this by myself, and I don't know. I was just, it was a really, really, really difficult time, and when I prayed, I, I can relate to the groanings that can't be uttered. Because it didn't come out in words, it came out in a groan and a weep and a just but the Lord was hearing. He was hearing and there was a, a... This, this is the same place Jesus was in Gethsemane. Yes. But the Bible says he
1: was
0: in yes. Yes. And his was even so much more. But but I can relate, and I know you guys have probably been there at one time or another in your life. Even as strong as he was. Yes. Yes. And Yes. He he understands. Right. And he understands when we are. And he was hearing those groanings, you know, that I couldn't utter. And I remember there was a a, a come to the point where I had to make a decision because this one business that I thought had seemed like an answer to prayer because it was able to bring provision for us. When he was out, we had to close our, our restaurant. There was just a lot of different changes going on. And then it came to—it was pulling me out of church, though. And I, I had already said this cannot take me out of church. I can do this and this through the week, but I cannot be gone. I, we teach our people be faithful, be in church, be in church. And it was like we got to go this weekend. We got to do this this weekend. And I—I I finally said I can't. Well, we—we're just getting. I said I told you. And so I brought it up here, and I was like, God, I don't want to do. I don't want to do. And I was just weeping and, and there's like I said all these different things going on at one time and I remember I was so exhausted I got my kids up early to go to the hospital one morning I just got them out of bed and said let's go and I even went off the went off the road because I fell asleep on the way I went, went woke up when I went off and hit the gravel and I pulled over for a minute and got my wits about me and I got back on the road and we went on to the hospital so I could be there with them and a friend of ours, a church lady come in her, they come that day, and I seen them coming down the, the hallway, and I looked at them, and I said, I looked at her, and I didn't say a word, I just looked at her like, pray, I need you to pray. And she just nodded like this. And because uh, I knew I'm at, I've i got to make a decision here. And so a little later, I knew that lady was praying for me that day when the opportunity, she, I, All she walked up to me finally and she said, do you know what you need to do? That's all the old words she gave me. You know what you need to do, but it bore witness with what I was feeling in my heart. And I said, I can, okay, I can do it. And so I went to this other lady that was in this that was letting us in this business, kind of with her that was had made some provision for us for these three months that he was away. And I said, I'm I'm I want out. And she blew up on me. She was angry with me. And I said, I'm, and she said, I said, listen, I don't know why it's turned, but it has turned. And I'm going to stand before God, not you. And he says, get out. I'm out. It's pulling me out of church. I said, I can't do that. Thing, you know things are changing and I said it's not the way it was supposed to be. I, I'm done And so there were she was angry with me for a while she got over it but it felt like the world lifted off of me. I was still physically exhausted but the emotional strain was just like it was done. I did what I was feeling the pull to do and I just didn't know I was so there were so many emotions going on I couldn't sort them out you know but God, God gave me the strength, you know, because it was just confirmed. You know, there was a crying out. See, God, I got to have direction. I got to know because I I couldn't make the decision. But He did. And it was right. Yes, yes. 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 And He. Yeah, uh, yes, and I, and I did. It just all she had to do was say. She said those little words. She didn't even tell me what they were, what what to do. She just said, "You know, what you have to do." And I said, "I do." And and I set my set it right then that I will do it before the before the day's out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, he he had no idea how right but listen to this at times the weight and the burden in the spirit becomes so strong that when a person begins to cry out it's more of a groaning and a sigh or a murmur or words or a prayer that is uh, inaudible even in unhuman words again you may pray in the spirit I'm going to read to you Romans 8:23, and I got to hurry And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the firstfruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. And then we'll go down to 2 Corinthians and read 5, 2, and 4. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed uh, upon with our house which is from heaven, if so, if so be that being clothed we shall not be found naked, for we that are in this tabernacle do groan this physical body, being burdened, not for that uh, we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up in life. No. Right. Spiritual, yes, yes. Um Roman. Uh, so I just read to you Romans eight twenty three. I read. I've got them pinned down there, and then I turn around and read them to you. I understand this that God reaches out to those who will cry out for Him. He reaches out for those that will cry out, just like He did for blind Bartimaeus, and on and on and on. You know, He 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 sees the need. He cares for the need. Eric talked about Zacchaeus the other day how that Jesus was passing by, and here's this little man up in the tree just, just to see him. I just want to get up there where I can see the Lord. And see, I heard Jesus is coming this way. And this was a man that was a cheater, cheated people, and nobody liked him because he stole from them. And, but he heard about this Jesus, yeah. And so he climbed up in this tree to see him, and he seated Jesus just passing by. He stopped and said, come on down out of that tree. I'm going to go to your house i go have dinner with you today. Changed his life that day. And Zacchaeus didn't even have to cry out with his voice. But there was something in his heart. I want to see him. I want to see him. Um, I think I'm out of time. So y'all can be getting the other classes. i got just a few minutes here. And I'm going to say this. Uh, these are just quick. I'm just going to give you these quick scriptures later. So y'all be ready. Israel cried out when they were in bondage in Exodus 2, 23 through 25. And God remembered his covenant with them, and he acknowledged their cry. Israel cried out at the Red Sea. We said that a while ago, Exodus 14, 10 through 13. What did God do? He opened the Red Sea. Moses cried out for water. The people were grumbling, complaining they were thirsty. Well, I'll copy it for you. Moses cried for water in Exodus 17:4, God split a rock and brought the water forth. People cried out because of fear of fire God sent In numbers 11:2. God quenched the fire in the camp, because they cried out. Moses recounts uh, the people's cry of hardship and bondage again in numbers. 2016, and Moses reminds uh, the king of Edom that God sent an angel to bring the people out of bondage. Numerous examples of people crying out to the Lord all through the Book of Judges. God heard their cries and provided. Samuel cries to the Lord to save the people from the Philistines. 1 Samuel 7:9 through 12, and God delivered the people from the Philistines time and time and time again it shows that God's ability to hear us and his desire to intervene for us because of our prayers a person can cry out with his or her voice and not even shed a tear however when we cry with our voice and we weep with our tears the Lord moves toward those who have a broken heart and he saves such as have a contrite spirit. That's Psalms thirty four eighteen. And your, of course we know tears are they can be tears of joy, they can be tears of, of hurt. It's a manifest manifesting of that in the physical of joy, sadness, or brokenness. Yes. And tears, the, the are where was that? Psalms thirty four eighteen. And I'm just going to stop there because it's a good place. Bind together, just like you twist things together for a garment. Bind together, pray to the Lord, cry out to the Lord. He'll hear your cries and he'll answer. He'll answer. I love you. I bless you. I pray that something has touched you or encouraged you this morning.